Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie. We got a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. TYT contributor, former Ohio State Senator, we have Senator Nina Turner. And joining me in the bullpen, Jim Satlack, who will debate with me. And I know it's two guys debating reproductive rights, okay? But listen, I am going to represent you all very well. I guarantee it, okay? That will be the debate today. Top story of the day, the jury has been selected to determine the fate of three men, three white men who killed a young African American named Ahmaud Arbery. This happened down in South Georgia, Brunswick is the location. 11 of the jury members are white, only one is black. I wanna remind you of what happened, this is graphic, here it is. Pisses me off every time I see that righteous indignation comes up inside of me. That was a murder, okay? They hunted him down and they killed him. And then they recorded it. Now, some people are saying, well, thank goodness for the recording because we have the video evidence. I want you to understand why they were recording it. He was there to record, yes, but he was there to record because they were going to review it over and over and over again amongst themselves and their racist cohorts. That is exactly what they were going to do, okay? Now, these three men have been charged with murder and rightfully so. Let's put up a picture of the father-son duo, the McMichaels, and also the guy named William Roddy Bryan, the man recording. All of them have been charged in the death of Ahmaud Arbery. The jury, has only one black person, only one black person will serve on the jury that will be tasked with determining whether three white men accused in the killing of Ahmaud Arbery committed murder or not. Let me give you some background because this gets deep. The jury selection process reached its conclusion in the case on Wednesday. The trial is set to begin at 9 a.m. on Friday following two weeks of jury selection process. Now, the jury will be composed of 11 white people and one black person. After defense lawyers for Gregory and Travis McMichael and William Roddy Bryan successfully struck 11, count that, 11 of the remaining 12 per prospective black jurors in the final pool serving on the jury. Now. Let's put up a picture of our dear brother who has been murdered by these POSs, okay? See, he deserves better than that. 
That young man right there who was simply jogging in a community, jogging while black, he deserves better than what he's getting. He deserves justice, full justice. Now you mean to tell me that out of the remaining 12 black people, only one of them could serve on this jury. Only one, even the judge said it seemed discriminatory. Let's get it, the judge said the attempts to strike the prospective black jurors in mass appeared to involve, dare I say it, intentional discrimination. Now, after a judge says something like that, you just have to think, okay, okay, all right, cool. You, you understand what's happening here, judge. I'm glad you said that. You understand systemic bias, racism, race identity politics inside of the courtroom. You know what's happening here. You see what the defense is trying to do good. I'm glad you said something, judge. And then the judge says something else. After admitting that the practice does seem discriminatory, the judge then said that he would not reseat them, talking about the jurors, because the defense offered, and I quote, legitimate, non discriminatory, clear, reasonable, specific reasons to strike each individual juror. So here's what he's saying. He said, yeah, I know it's racist. He said, yeah, I know exactly what they're doing. Um, but hey, they cited some fancy ass statutory language here. I mean, what can I do? My hands are tied, I'm only the judge. Statement from Ben Crump, Ben Crump said, and I quote, after being hunted down, cornered and shot for being a black man in a white Georgia neighborhood. Ahmaud Arbery is again denied justice. His killer's fate will be decided by nearly all white jury after defense attorneys denied eight potential black jurors, even in the even the judge acknowledged there appears to be intentional discrimination in the panel. A jury should reflect the community. Brunswick is 55% black. So it's outrageous, said Crump, that black jurors were intentionally excluded to create such an imbalanced jury in a cynical effort to help these cold blooded killers escape justice. Systemic bias, routine racism, normative in the judicial system. So much so that the judge acknowledges it and doesn't do a damn thing to change it. Senator Turner, what are your thoughts? It's chilling. I mean, it's just chilling, running out of adjectives to describe this, at least in a PG form. You know, the Supreme Court ruled, what, about 85 years ago? I think it's linked to the Scottsboro Boys case, 1932, where nine black boys were accused of raping two white women. As the story goes, it turned out to be a flat out lie, but not before their lives were disrupted and destroyed. Yeah. But it was because of that case that the Supreme Court ruled that not having a black representation on black rep representation on juries was unfair. Mm -hmm. Yep. And here we are in 2021, same stuff, different day. I mean, I yeah. am marveled by, in a negative way, how something like this could happen in 2021. And to your point, Doc, about the judge acting as though he is helpless, he is not helpless. That's right. Wearing the robe, he's in full control. He controls the court. 
So he he's wrong too, and he's complicit. 100%. Judge, you're complicit. Damn right, all the way, all the way. Okay, um, here's another situation. The politics of it all. Uh, let me take you to uh, Senator Joe Manchin. Uh, this happened to Senator Joe Manchin not too long ago. Brought a lot of joy to me. right. They want to live and I want them to live, Senator Manchin. Now here's the thing, there are people already saying all these young people are out of line. These young people need to find a better way to protest. If protest does not make somebody uncomfortable, damn it, it is not a protest. Protest is meant to make you feel uncomfortable. It is meant to inconvenience you on some level. If protest made everybody comfortable, I dare say it's not a protest at all. So go for it. Stop his car, pause his movement, agitate him. You will not be silenced, your voices will be heard. Now, here's what we did not see. We didn't see any violence. We did not see any threats of physical violence. We heard people chanting, young people, the voices chanting, we want to live. Now contrast that to a school board meeting and Trumpites, okay? Now you have a problem with these young people, but you have no problem with parents at a school board meeting saying that they are going to kill people who are engaged in a political process. Sounds ironic and hypocritical to me. Let me give you some background to Senator Joe Manchin and his latest tactic to be adversarial to progress in America. So Senator Joe Manchin said on Wednesday, that he will not vote to overrule the Senate parliamentarian during the upcoming debate on Democrat social and climate spending bill. No surprise there. But I want to bring your attention to the person behind the curtain. Let's put up a picture. You know her? Of course you don't, nobody really does. Her name is Elizabeth McDonough. She's the parliamentarian since 2012, nobody elected her. She was given that role by a guy named Reed, I'll give you some background. People might be all excited about something now. This is what Manchin told Fox News, it might not even fit in the bill because on our side it doesn't fit. It doesn't come within the rules of reconciliation, Manchin told Fox News. What is the role of the parliamentarian? Because damn, it seems like 
you got a lot of power there, Liz. What's the defining parameters of your job? Well, here it is, to advise, not control, not even manage, not oversee nor have authority over. To advise the presiding officer, I'm gonna get into who the presiding officer is in a minute. To preside, to advise the presiding officer on how to respond to inquiries. Wait a minute, your job is literally to tell somebody how to respond. That's your job, not to respond, but to give someone some advice on how to respond. Ah, it's starting to get very clear. Okay, uh, to advise the presiding officer on how to respond to inquiries and motions from senators, including the sergeant at arms, will restore order in the gallery. The role of the parliamentary, parliamentary staff is advisory, and the presiding officer may overrule the advice of the parliamentarian. Who's the presiding officer? The vice president of the United States, who is in fact the president of the US Senate by way of US constitutional mandate. See, they don't want you to know that part. Because that puts pressure back, uh oh. That puts pressure back on the Biden administration and specifically Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm just breaking down facts here with receipts, okay? But they want you to blame Joe Manchin. Hell yeah, I blame Joe Manchin and I blame them too. Senator Turner, am I off basis here? You are all the way on. You done ran past first, <laughs> second, third, and heading home, baby. You put a grand slam out there. I am a man and wiggling in my seat. Can't wait to jump into this conversation. Just tell it like a T I S, like yes. it is. That is exactly what you are doing. And it is infuriating how some of the most powerful people in the world want to feign powerlessness. Mm. They are not powerless, they are powerful. The thing is, they don't want to use that power to lift the poor, the working poor, and barely middle class in this country. And I have more respect for them if they just go and say it. Yeah. And, and you know, as, as the songwriter wrote, ain't no future in your fronting. And that's all they're doing right now. They are fronting and they're hiding behind a their parliamentarian, which her advice is non-binding as you just laid that out too. It, it, it is only advice and they can choose to adhere to that advice or not adhere to that advice, but they getting it all in. They getting the cake and they eating it too, cuz they want to adhere to her advice, hide behind that and absolutely manipulate the American people. 1975, look it up, Nelson Rockefeller overruled the parliamentarian. Done deal, there's precedent here. Jamarian, you remember this story, Jamarian Robinson was shot 76 times. We talked about this a few days ago, a federal agent has been arrested as well as a local police officer in the state of Georgia, 76 times. This guy unarmed was shot, okay? According to the Fulton County Sheriff's Office, the officers who are indicted were booked and released on Wednesday morning. Let me remind you of Jamarian Robinson and his mother. Now from day one in Atlanta in the metropolitan area, I've been with this family. That mother has kept this at the forefront of the district attorney's office. A new DA got elected, I'm gonna tell you how that changed things. Let's put up a picture of the two accused killers. Now let me tell you who these guys are. Haynes is an assistant chief inspector with the US Marshal's Office Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force. Hutchins 
a Clayton County police officer who was working as a task force officer with the US Marshal Service at the time of the incident. I need to remind you again, he was shot 76 times unarmed in an apartment building. They have now both been charged with murder, okay? Uh, let me recap, July 28, 2016, Robinson was inside of an apartment when a fugitive task force made up of local law enforcement and federal authorities arrived. At the time, a US Marshal Service spokesperson said officers were attempting to serve warrants on Robinson from Atlanta police and Gwinnett County police. He was 26 years of age, shot 76 times. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations turned its investigation over to the Fulton County DA's office. Well, the DA's office used to be under the leadership of a guy named Paul Howard. Paul Howard lost his reelection and it is now under the leadership of this young lady. Her name is Fonnie Willis, DA Fonnie Willis did in fact present, let's put up her picture. DA Fonnie Willis did in fact present this case to a grand jury. And guess what happened? The grand jury indicted a federal officer and the cop for killing, murdering a 26 year old unarmed black man. Senator Turner, what are your thoughts? Tragic, 76 times, totally unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, we really are going backwards. You yeah. want to talk about the hunt? I mean, that is definitely. And I'm so glad, painfully so. I mean, it really goes out of the natural order of things for a parent to have to bury their child. It does. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that his mother is keeping this to the forefront. And thank God for a DA that's going to present the facts in a very compelling way to a grand jury to seek justice. Because we that's know it. it does matter who you elect. If you don't have the right DAs, things can go totally the other way. So when I think about criminal justice reform or reform of the justice or the judicial system, it's from top to bottom. It's not just the frontline officers, mm -hmm. it is judges, it's DAs, prosecutors, it's, it's all of them. That's right, very well said. All right, Attorney we got generals, more. All of them. All of them, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me make sure we highlight some of the things that are important, okay? Tonight, I want you to join Jenk and Senator Nina Turner. It's an all new power hour. I need to get me a damn superhero outfit. Why don't I have one like that? That's what's going on production, what's happening, okay? Tune in to Power Hour with Nina Turner, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Thursdays. Sign up for membership today, real easy, tyt.com slash join to watch, okay? You can also listen to a portion of Power Hour with Nina Turner on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow and give it five stars, okay? All right, new episodes will be available Monday. Driving positive change, that's the foundation of the mission right here at TYT. Continuing to grow, continuing to impact the world. 20th anniversary countdown. I hope you can take time to visit tyt.com forward slash impacts. That's with an S, forward slash impacts, okay? tyt.com forward slash impacts. And I want you to watch and see 
what TYT has done with your support and your help for these years. Okay, remember you are the Young Turks, that's you. You make this happen, all right? Um, on the Young Turks Instagram, you'll find our post highlighting TYT's coverage of Occupy Wall Street back in November of 2011. The protests were just gaining steam and the TYT team traveled to Oakland to report from the front lines. TYT's coverage helped bring more attention to the Occupy movement and the TYT community further amplified the message, all right? Make sure you go to tyt.com forward slash impacts. Okay, Ray Actions with Ravana. That's next, right after Indisputable. Always, always awesome. All right. That's a Twitch exclusive, twitch.tv forward slash TYT, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Let me get into some of these amazing comments. I got Lynn. Lynn says, My biggest hope at this point is that the 11 white jurors are fair, open minded, and anti racist. Am I hoping for too much? Well, let me answer your question with a question. It's 11 white people in South Georgia. Okay. What if you run into 11 white people in South Georgia? What do you think? What do you expect? All of them would be anti racist? No. Craig Cray Souffle, WTF, doesn't the Rodney King trial come to mind, Doc and Senator Turner? Yeah, it does. And any attorney will tell you, you win or lose in jury selection. You win or lose a jury selection. I don't know how the prosecutor, and this is why you need a woke prosecutor. Because when I finish this law degree, I will make sure that I let every prosecutor know you can't fall for the okie doke here. Because in the courtroom, if you have a prosecutor that doesn't understand being anti-racist, well, that person is operating in at least implicit bias, if not aggressive bias, okay, at least that. All right, Mickey C. The Silver Hair Dragon. In 2001, when the parliamentarian disagreed with Republicans, that's right, they fired him, <laughs> damn right they did, and hired one who agreed with them. Biden doesn't even have to go that far. One wave of his hand at Harris, and it's done. That is far too much effort for Biden to make. And I've been saying this from day one Biden is an institutionalist. That's a problem. That's a problem. He still thinks being president means something. No, it only means that you are the chief policy person in the United States of America. You get elected for an outcome, not a process. So why are you loyal to a process rather than the outcome? Come on, man. All right? YouTube Super Chat, Yoda Speed. This, uh, this system was never designed to work for people they considered only 15% uh, of a man. Moon Dragon, uh, Mansion on Fox News, all you need to know about him. <laughs> That's right. They love him over there now. Uh, Lorraine Hart, uh, dear Dr. Richie, I'm in tears of gratitude for the truth you serve up. Yours is a life of service. Thank you, sir. And Lorraine, thank you. And we couldn't do it without you. May, uh, made money in the building. I was kind of sleepy, but that protest gave me life. Woo, tell that mofo, we want to live. I would have been all up in there marching in my house, LOL. Bernie the Kiwi Dragon Doc, you're wearing a power suit. But if you want a new one, how about holding a design competition? Could be fun, maybe, possibly. But thank you for the compliment. Um, Kevin Parsons, seven, eight times you have to stop and reload your gun like four times or just shoot. So yeah, and they did, they reloaded and kept going. You're absolutely correct, okay? All right, Twitch, Angie Pepper, I'm so afraid they're gonna get away with it. You're not the only one, you're not the only one, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, 
I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You gonna call? Are you calling the cops because I'm black? Is that what it is? No. Okay, why are you calling because the cops? You're in front of my neighbor's house. You need to leave. Why do I need to leave? Because you don't have a reason to be here. Oh, do you know? Do you know? What are you doing here? Do I, uh, who are you? Uh, uh, Karen. Is your name Karen? Is your name Karen? Go ahead and call the cops. I'll wait for the cops. Actually, I have no problem on that. Y'all gonna learn to stop messing with black people. You're going to learn to stop messing with black people. That's, that's what you're going to learn. Just because I'm black and I ain't bothering you. You think I'm a threat? Because if I was white, you probably wouldn't call the cops. Call the cops. Tell me it's a black male. He's about five foot seven. I know. Black male, five foot seven. Um, you know, heavy set. Heavy set build. No, I'm talking loud. I'm not yelling. I'm talking loud so you can hear me. Because I don't want to get you. No, I'm not approaching you. I'm staying a distance away. Let me tell you why this is so sad and it's routine with these Karens, especially as it relates to black males who seem out of place to them. There was a dynamic back in the day called Freedom Papers. And black folk in America had to present Freedom Papers to white people and any white person was empowered to demand freedom papers at any time. You did not have to be a white person of status. You did not have to be a white individual of authority. You simply had to be white. And you could demand freedom papers to be presented on site if a black person looked out of place. Does this not seem familiar? Black male looks out of place in a community and don't Come at me with, cause I get the inboxes and tagged on social media. Well, maybe she was just in fear. Maybe she really was concerned about her neighbor. Does that look like a woman who's scared to you? If she really thought this man was about that life, was a criminal, a gangster, okay? Do you really think she's standing there saying, what are you doing here? Why are you in this neighborhood? Why are you at my neighbor's house? No, she would have been terrified. She would have left, went inside her home, locked the doors and called the police there. She's not afraid of him. She wants to put him in his place. She wants him to know who did it. All right, Senator Turner, what are your thoughts? Doc, you did that. I mean, I definitely wish a Karen would. All <laughs> kinds of things are going through my head right now. I love when he said, you're gonna learn today. You're gonna learn today. To today, this day, you're gonna get that lesson. But you, you going back in history, people need to understand that there is a connection to the past, the present, yep. and also the future and not just with those free, the freedom papers, but a white person could say they don't believe them or you or they're not real. You know, That's a right. lot of black people were subject to that and just told that these are not real mm-hmm. and yep. dealt with because of that just by, by word. And then when she said, stop yelling at me, he said, wait a minute, I'm not yelling, I'm just talking loud. Don't approach <laughs> me. Right. Again, you know, remember what happened in the park where that That's Karen. Right. Lied, flat out lied on this brother. Black, uh, many a black man has been killed. Because and statements black like that. Boys mm-hmm. have been killed. I mean, we talked about the Scottsboro case. Emmett Till is another example of that in the 50s, not that long mm-hmm. ago. Hello, somebody. Yeah. So these actions have repercussions and consequences that could literally get a black man killed. And that's why we highlight them here. It's a reflection of society. It's truth, it may not be glorious, but it's true. All right, I got something for you. 
All right, we got, this is really interesting. Um, there's a cop, okay, let me do it like this, double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free, back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Setting up a new board, and I'm giving my old board and my old wheels to these kids. And these people are saying that we're pedophiles for giving the kids free stuff to skate. And they're calling the police on us because he gave them a free pair of shoes, and I gave them some stickers and some free gear. They're saying thank you because they're psyched on the free stuff. And you guys are calling the police and calling us pedophiles. I'm a pedophile for giving kids new stuff to skate. I'm giving them to skate because I have it. And now that makes me a pedophile. What are you talking? You've never skateboarded a day in your life. Have you ever been to the skate park? I'm here every day. I grew up skating here. When you skateboard and the older people skate, they have stuff. I'm giving them free stuff for free. Okay, do I look like a pedophile? If I was a pedophile, why would I why would I sit right here with my trunk open with you right here? I'm about to go skate. What are you talking about? I'm giving them stuff to skate. I'm a professional skateboarder. I have free. I'm just kidding. The no, they don't. Yeah, they do. You guys sound yeah, insane. Do. You guys sound insane. Blue you sound right. ridiculous. Yeah, go for it. I'm not. They're literally saying thank you and skateboarding. It doesn't matter. Okay, who cares? I do. They don't have stuff. Oh my god, you guys are crazy. I understand what you're saying, but. You don't even come and talk to me and just call me a pedophile and call the police. No, you called me a pedophile. You didn't even come and talk to me. No, Karen, nice people do nice things. Uh, this was a young person doing something benevolent for young people. Now, here's the beef I have with this, Karen. Um, obviously, she has no evidence to call anyone a pedophile, so that's already insane. But then when the conversation continues to move, right? It's obvious the guy is not a pedophile. This Karen refuses to simply acknowledge she made a mistake, that she's wrong, apologize to him. But no, the justification continues. And this is really interesting. And we see this also with a lot of Karenicity in America. That when it's realized, I mean, it could be from a Karen saying that you stole something, and then it comes, it becomes clear you did not. Still, they're mad at you. Still, they're justified for thinking it was you who stole something, rather than a simple, you know what? My bad. I was wrong. I'm so sorry. What happened to those basic courtesies when we are wrong about something? We're human. We're going to be wrong about things. Senator Turner, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, she jumped from zero to 100 real yeah. quick. And that's not to say, I mean, if she had a legitimate suspicion, because I think some yeah. parts of what she was saying, even though I didn't like how she was doing it, is that 
people who may have who have those tendencies do go to places where children are and try to lure them. Now, no, that that's that's fact. Got it. Yeah. But he is correcting. Dang, I mean, if you got some suspicion that the talk hairs on the me. back of your neck standing up, <laughs> you come talk to me. Right. You just jump all the way to that conclusion. Hell, he could have said the same thing about her. Yeah. You know, so when you do this to people, sight unseen, you, you really wreck, you can ruin people's lives. Absolutely. Especially with an allegation like that. Now, that's fighting, that's beyond fighting words. Yeah. Yeah. Right that's there. all the way past the line all right the there. Way. And and the thing is, if if it was authentic, and, and I think of this often, Senator Turner, if the approach was authentic, let's say you and I thought, you or I thought somebody was doing that and we made an issue, right? Sure. And then once it's clear that it's not, we would apologize. That's right. We would say, listen, I'm so, I, I really am sorry. Okay, I was yes. wrong. We would do that. That's All right. True. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Yep, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. All right, let me read some of these amazing comments. Our architect, skateboarders are often freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, Dragon says, should I sing it again? He's just a skater boy. She says, see you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. Lynn, oh my God, aren't those skateboards deadly weapons according to Kyle's attorney? Poor skaters, they can never seem to win. <laughs> yeah, he said that it would decapitate. I mean, if I were a jury member, I would say, okay, see, damn it, you're going too far now. Okay, you overplayed your hand here. YouTube Super Chat, Vitingale says, thank you for that education, Doc. Freedom Papers, yeah. All right, Donald Simmons, reminds me of when these kids were playing stickball in the back parking lot of my job. I gave the youngest some tips on his swing and he hit a home run. His dad called the cops on me and said I was drunk. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but I know that had to be a bad experience, but it's kind of funny. Obviously, you survived, okay. Paul 33, Karen been calling the cops on skateboarders ever since it was invented, yeah. All right, James, Donald James, triple X. Karens will never die, just multiply. Yeah, somebody needs to do a comedy skit on that. That'll be a great comedy skit. Uh, Phoenix 32778, where is this? He asked if her name is Karen. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Jax Drax, this Karen is the true threat. With a phone call and a lie, she could end this man's life. Exactly. That's why we highlight him. All right. This is a really tough story. Imagine there's a police officer, a narcotics cop, who planted evidence on 15 black men, said they were dope dealers. Come to find out he didn't even plant real drugs on them. He planted brown sugar and said it was heroin. This is a true story. Let me take you to the city of Raleigh. Narcotics officer named Omar Abdullah was fired from the Raleigh Police Department on October 28th. Weeks after it was announced that a group of 15 men received $2 million, 15 black men received $2 million in a settlement from the city as part of a federal civil rights lawsuit. Here's more background. The group named this one cop, Abdullah, and the city of Raleigh. In the suit and alleged the now former cop wrongly arrested them. 
between December 2019 and May 2020 for heroin trafficking. Damn, that's a serious charge. This was based on the claims of an informant who said the men had sold him the drug. The scheme began to unravel when the evidence in the cases repeatedly turned up brown sugar instead of heroin when tested. The men's suit also claimed Abdullah's fellow officers had knowledge of the frame ups and did absolutely nothing. Why? Because the policy is correct. You know, it's written. You can't set people up. You can't frame folks and be the police. That's that's against the law. The policy is written, but culture eats policy alive every day. And so the culture prevailed, at least momentarily. Abdullah repeatedly paid informant Dennis Williams Jr. to provide officers with information about heroin dealers, but reportedly brought forward cases that were full of holes. Some of the evidence included videos and audio recordings of drug buys with critical clips missing and a substance that lab test revealed never was drugs at all. Even going as far as planting some of the fake dope himself. That's according to the lawsuit. According to attorneys representing the plaintiffs, the men served a combined 2.5 years. They got real jail time over some damn sugar and corrupt ass cops. 2.5 years in jail before their charges were dismissed. Among many other negative impacts on their personal lives, in some cases, men continued to linger in jail for months, even after the lab test proved that it was not heroin, but in fact sugar. Many plaintiffs lost their jobs. Now here's your ripple effect. Many plaintiffs lost their jobs, missed birthdays and funerals. Others had their homes and children investigated by child protective services. And others were unable to continue to pay their bills and were forced to move during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to the attorney. Neither Abdullah nor any other Raleigh officer has been charged in the scandal. So they're playing that game they play where they don't wanna give us the picture, let us know who these people are. And so I play a game back with them. Put up this picture, that's the DA. The DA of Wake County, Lauren Freeman, has refused to prosecute the case as of now. So here's what we're going to do. We're gonna make sure Ms. Freeman is famous. Yes, that's Ms. Freeman. She has corrupt cops under her watch as the DA. It is known, the city is aware, and there is no prosecution. The DA needs to prosecute. Senator, what are your thoughts? Hey man, first of all, yeah. this officer was thirsty, stupid, and unfit. Mm. Yep. Totally unfit. His partners or the people around him, complicit. So they all must answer. Because if you know that the person that you're with is doing wrong, you have an obligation to stand up, speak up. Mm. And then did they get $2 million a piece? Yeah. Or is that $2 I, million combined? I think it was combined. Well, my they know. need two million dollars a piece yeah. for this, and even that is not enough. And I'm glad you put up the DA's picture, but Doc, can I add some other pictures to that? Go yeah. on and flash the mayor's picture and the <laughs> That's police right. chief the All next time them. you go around this. <laughs> All of them. All, All of them. them.
Yeah, they gonna I learn agree, today. To quote a, a brother. That's right. Who just yeah, they gonna learn. Who just told somebody they gonna learn today. They gonna learn yeah. today. <laughs> All right. This guy's a dude. He's a QAnon influencer. Let's just put his picture up first. Let's put his picture up. Okay. <laughs> he looks exactly like this story sounds. Okay. Now, he's a QAnon influencer who accuses high-ranking Democrats of being pedophiles. That's his thing. He's a radio guy, a broadcaster, and he's always talking about Democrats and pedophiles. Well, we did some digging. Come to find out, he is a convicted sex offender himself. He implies that violence on school city officials, he implies that, that being violent is acceptable on school city officials as it relates to vaccines and masks, okay? His name is David Toady Skinny, that's, that's what he goes by, all right? Toady Skinny, was also the owner of a YouTube channel that had thousands of followers until that platform purged channels, espousing the dangerous QAnon conspiracy theory following the January 6th attack on the US Capitol. In his videos, Tony Skinny calls for Democratic politicians in DC to be taken out at gunpoint, alleges children are being trafficked, and claims Hillary Clinton, Bill Barr, and others have been convicted of treason and sentenced to hang. Okay, here's some video. And I'm going to point out to you some inconsistencies which prove that sleepy, creepy, quid pro quo, chomo Uncle Joe is not the President of the United States. Children in school as young as five years old have been taken aside by school officials, told not to divulge what is going to happen to their parents, and they are being given the Fauci ouchie. Now, I'm not going to go into what I would do if I was the parent of one of these children. It wouldn't involve talking or protesting in front of a school board, if you get my drift. Uh, well, according to your papers, you're not allowed to go to a school board uh, because you're a convicted sex offender. The 70 year old is a convicted sex offender, a level three convicted sex offender, according to the New York Sex Offender Registry, meaning that he is at high risk of repeating offenses and a threat to public safety. That registry categorizes him as a sexually violent offender. What was he convicted of back in 1999 of coercing an eight-year-old boy into sexual acts three years earlier. Vice News asked Trent about his criminal past, and he told them in a statement, I am an enemy of the deep state. I did what General Flynn did. He pled guilty to a crime that he did not commit. Okay, uh, Senator Turner. Can't make it up. He's a nut. Yeah. I mean, he's just crazy. Yeah. And talking about, he should be the last one talking about inconsistencies. 
<laughs> right. Okay. Uh, let me bring everyone. Let me bring everyone up to speed on healthcare in America. What if you went to a hospital, right? You went to an ER and you never got treated. You waited there too long and you decided to leave. And then you got a bill in the mail. You didn't see anybody. You got a bill in the mail. You're thinking, okay, obviously there's a mistake here. I had no treatment. I ended up leaving because it was taking too long. Uh, no hospital has something called a facility fee, meaning they get to charge you for breathing their air and sitting down in their lobby. Let's go to Atlanta, Georgia. A woman went into an emergency room with a head injury, waited for seven hours and was not seen nor treated. Weeks later, she got a bill for damn near $700. Uh, let's put up a picture of the young lady. Her name is Taylor Davis. Look at Miss Davis. She was the recipient of that bill. Davis says she uh, she's reluctant to return to any ER or hospital now that she sees what happened is the last resort for her. Okay, that's not the way to go in healthcare. Let's put up a picture of the account pass due. Wow, $688.35. Let me give you the background. In July, Taylor Davis told Fox 5 Atlanta, she went to the Emory Decatur Hospital ER for a head injury, waited seven hours and was never seen. Weeks later, she was billed 700 bucks. Adamant it was a mistake, Davis called the hospital and was told she was charged what's called a facility fee or emergency room visiting fee. Now, they are going too damn far trying to make stuff up so that they can get more money, okay? We know the healthcare system needs fixing in America, we're working on it. But damn, to charge people for breathing air and sitting down, that's a new low. Davis told Fox 5 Atlanta, so I called them and she said it's hospital protocol. Even if you're just walking in and you're not seen, when you type in your social, that's it. You're going to get charged regardless. Now let me just say this, okay? I know a lot of great people that work in a lot of great hospitals. Good people work there, save lives every day. But damn it, I need hospitals to have more integrity than the neighborhood dope dealer. Because a dope dealer won't charge you if they don't give you something. I'm just keeping it 100. All right, Kaiser Health Now News reports that this is often called provider-based billing. And it allows hospitals that own physician practices and outpatient clinics to bill separately for the facility as well for the physician services. In 2009, when this bill was granted, one billing consultant calculated the fees could provide an additional $30,000 annually per physician for hospitals, okay? So they're looking into the matter, it's under investigation by Emory, but this should not be a thing at all. Am I right, Senator? Absolutely, it's a damn scheme. It's a Let's scheme. call that what it is—a scheme. They are scheming people in the worst moments of their lives. Because usually, when somebody goes to the to the emergency room, they're not going there to play tiddlywinks. They go in there because something is serious in their lives. This hospital should be ashamed of itself, and definitely we should be ashamed about the commodification. This is what the commodification yeah. of healthcare gets you, sisters and brothers and family and friends. And that's for the seven hundred dollars, doc. She sat there for seven hours, right? Before she finally said, I can't sit here no more. Yeah. Hell, they need to pay her $700. She's damn right, they owe her money at the right. end of that deal. They owe her money, absolutely. <laughs> right. uh, but back to a policy item, 
why is this even happening? Why did the calculation even become real, right? Well, it's because we have classified profit over people in almost every aspect of the American existence, including healthcare. Insurance companies are not in the business of your health, they're in the business of your profits. Hospitals are as well. And that's why there has to be a fundamental shift. And not only how we do business in the United States of America, especially in relationship to healthcare, but also what we focus on as who we are. Who are we as a country, right? So we'll see, we'll see what happens with the investigation. Maybe the policy would change, hopefully. All right, Senator, always good having you on Indisputable. How can people follow you? My pleasure, Doc, I can't wait till next week. We need to yes. go on and protest that hospital and say, we wanna <laughs> live. Right. We, want to, we want to live, live. with our money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rebel HQ, uh, TYT contributor, make sure everybody checks that stuff out. Your uh, show, uh, you're just killing it, sis. We're so thankful for all that you do, all right? I'm trying to keep up with you. Oh, come on now. It's iron sharpens iron, that's how it works. Oh, amen to that. Let me remind everyone, all right? Power Hour, that's tonight, okay? We got Jank, we got Senator Nina Turner, all new Power Hour. Tune into Power Hour with Nina Turner, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 5 p.m. Pacific time Thursday, sign up for membership now. That's how you do it, that's how you get it. TYT.com forward slash join, TYT.com forward slash join to watch, all right? We got reactions with Rayvonna next. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.